you know, you can actually evoke an emotion without actually knowing the characters. Mm -hmm. And I felt all of the people that worked on this movie, we all felt a responsibility that what was going to make the movie work and be really meaningful is if you really felt like you knew these characters. Hello, and welcome back to The Director's Cut, brought to you by the Directors Guild of America. In this episode, a loving relationship comes to an end in director Michael Showalter's romantic drama, Spoiler Alert. Based on Michael Asiello's 2017 memoir, Spoiler Alert, The Hero Dies, the film follows the final 11 months of Manhattan photographer Kit Cohen's life, from his terminal cancer diagnosis to his death, told through the eyes of Asiello his spouse. In addition to spoiler alert, Showalter's other directorial credits include the feature films The Eyes of Tammy Faye, The Lovebirds, and The Big Sick, and episodes of The Dropout, Grace and Frankie, and Search Party. Following a screening of the film at the DGA Theater in Los Angeles, Showalter spoke with director Charles Rogers about filming Spoiler Alert. Listen on for their spoiler-filled conversation. Thank you all for coming. It's nice to see you, Michael. Nice to see you, Charles. <laughs> um, okay, well, so I loved this film. And, you know, I found it very hard to watch, but it's also, it's both very painful and it's also very joyful. And I'm curious for you in approaching this as a director, like what was what did you want the audience to feel? Like what was the biggest sort of like headline that you wanted people to experience emotionally? Um, I think for me, I read, when I read the book, uh, spoiler alert, the hero dies by Michael Osiello. Um, I was really taken by how honest he was about the, the relation, his relationship with Kit. Um, every single, kind of detail, personal detail about his insecurities, his insecurities about himself, his insecurities about the relationship, Kit's insecurities. Um, it was sort of all of the things that that I think we're sort of conditioned to want to hide and um, project, a, a, you know, different – I mean, we talk about these kinds of things all the time that like we – I don't know if you guys know who Charles is, but Charles is the uh, no one. No one knows. Uh, Charles is the uh, co-creator and, and director of of this television show, Search Party, that he and I worked on together. And and this was a, a theme that in that movie too, which in that show too, which is like the way in which we sort of put a version of ourselves into the world. And and what I was struck by was Michael Osiello's commitment to the truth of who they were and their. And so I got. That's what gets me excited is to is to celebrate the imperfection of these of these characters and these characters striving against their own um, str- striving against all their own stuff to be the best version of themselves that they can possibly be 
is a very, I think is a very kind of aspirational like idea of like trying to be the best version of yourself. And, and, and part of that to me is, is to not be afraid to stare down the parts of ourselves that are, that are shameful or embarrassing or uh, scary or whatever. And so this, this story sort of is filled with that. And this, the, 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 you know, so that's that for me, that was kind of the North star in terms of what, what, what excited me about it. Mm-hmm. And are the, I mean, what's like, what's in, I feel like what's interesting about your career is like how, you know, in your earlier days you started like, you know, I feel like there's the side of you that's the writer and I associate that with like, you know, like the first chapters of your career. And now there's the part of you that's like the director who's like taking projects on that other people have written. And so those qualities that you are attracted to in this, like, do you feel like that's a part of a larger through line of what you're attracted to? Is that like, I'm curious how this film fits in for you. Well, there's, there's things about Michael Osiello, um, that are very that I rec, that I relate to because he's from New Jersey and grew up in New Jersey in the eighties and was coming home after school in the eighties and watching TV and I was also in New Jersey in the nineteen eighties coming home after school and watching TV and so there's a lot of just uh, there's a Jersey connection there as as sort of minute as that might sound um, I sort of feel a kinship towards that part of it I definitely grew up watching a lot of television and and absorbing a lot of of the kind of way in which television and movies and the sort of stories of television and movies for, inform my own personality and my own view of the world. And so I think that was something that I could really connect to. And on a more global sense, to your point, whether it's something like The Big Sick, which I guess was sort of like the first project that I took on where – it really was ha- was written by someone else, but in all these in all of these instances, I do a lot of I do do a lot of work on the script. It's not like I just come in and I do like to come in and develop and work work with the writers and and bring my own sensibility to 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 the script. Um, there's always some entry point for me. So what I learned when I was doing the Big Sick was I could actually tell my own story mm-hmm. through someone else's story. And so the big sick is this was for me is about all these other things, but it's also about a comedian. It's about, it's about a young man who's trying to choose this life of being in choosing comedy as his life and the sacrifices that come with that and the sort of terrifying sort of like jumping off of a cliff that is going into that specifically that career where there's no school for it. There's no like sign up sheet for it. It's like, it's a really sort of terrifying and exhilarating thing to pursue. And that was my story. You know, I also did that when I, you know, started out, I was in comedy and had to kind of like break from some of the expectations that I had on myself or that my family had for me. And, um, so you sort of want – I found, oh, wow, this is really cool. Like I can find a story that's not something that I came up with but I can still – it can still be autobiographical and it can still be personal. Um, and that was a really cool breakthrough for me to, to to realize that. And I think it's allowed me to explore parts of myself creatively that I think there's a bit of a burden 
that I felt when I was like writing my own stuff that felt a little bit like too much pressure or it was too much about me. Mm-hmm. It was too, I felt the burden of that this is my idea and I, it is, and this is it, as opposed to working with someone else and letting it be someone else's idea and kind of sneaking my own, my own like, uh, sneaking into it parts of it that make it meaningful for myself. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like it, when I was watching it, there's like aspects to the genre elements of the movie and of like using tropes and sort of like using, you know, television tropes to like explain people's feelings that felt like more you than like uh, than other things I've seen you done, which, you know, I, like on paper, I would think that this movie would maybe be like the least you. But there's something about like just like what's something you're that Michael is really brilliant at is um, like and I guess like also like the semiotics major at Brown and stuff like is just uh, knowing tropes and knowing story and knowing how to like, you know what, you know, if you see this on screen, then it's going to evoke this reaction in people and like the shorthand that there is in in storytelling and and its effect on people. So like that's something in this movie that I was like, this is weirdly like so you. And was that something that in taking it on that? Yeah. I mean, I love genre movies and, and I love genre. I love convention. I love genre conventions. I love, um, I do get this sort of I, I do enjoy the vocabulary, the sort of shorthand vocabulary of film um, in, in in its good versions and its bad. It's sort of all, you know, um, and I feel like this is kind of a tearjerker. This movie is a genre of a tearjerker. And I, and, and I have enjoyed those movies myself. And, and so I sort of, approached it on some level in those in that way of like this is my tearjerker mm-hmm. you know whereas maybe the big sick was my rom-com mm-hmm. and that and is is to or or tammy faye is my biopic or something is to um find my a way in so that it's i do have a love of it as a genre movie with with this i felt like it was important that the tears or the tear jerking is that a thing? Tear jerking, um, yeah, well, uh, was was earned. Yeah, it, it because it actually isn't that hard to. If you play a sad song and you do a cl- extreme close up and you do a push in, if you, you you know you can actually evoke an emotion without actually knowing the characters. Mm-hmm. And I felt we all felt, and uh, all of the people that worked on this movie, we all felt a responsibility that what was going to make the movie work and 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 uh, be really um meaningful is if you really felt like you knew these characters so that we you're not crying you aren't just crying because of the the cinematic devices that go into creating a moment in which you might cry or feel like you want to cry but that you actually feel like you've gone on this journey with these characters and that you know these people and that you're you're in those you're in the room with them crying because you care about them as as people and you've gotten to know them. And so that's kind of why so much time is spent in the beginning of the movie, getting watching them get to know each other and watching them tell each other all these things about it. You know, they really, really lay bare all of their stuff, or at least I feel like they do when I see it, you know, they, they kind of cover every base. And so that, so that you, you feel like you've, you've, you know them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, um, 
that was something that that was a big was a big something that was very important to me in 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 making the movie. I cried a lot. I cried a lot when I watched this movie, and I tried to leave the theater really fast so that no one would see me crying. And then I left my fucking keys on the seat, and then someone was like, "Excuse me," and then I had to go back and get my keys, and my face was just ruined. But then on the when I left, they said they were like, "He was he's cute," and I heard them say that, so that was cool. You were cute. Yeah, that I'm cute. Oh, okay. Yeah. You are cute. Thanks. Um, uh, so, I mean, there were moments though that I was like, it's so funny to imagine you like just like directing like gay sex scenes. Uh, yeah. There was just something so like. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's yeah. not even a question. <laughs> Am I, but uh, should I respond? Yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I did though. I mean, what was so amazing about that scene, those scenes were that Jim and Ben were needing me to direct them. Mm-hmm. And, and so I really feel like I directed those scenes. And I don't know, like I, and, and in fact, the move, the, my net, my, the next movie that I'm doing that I've already, that I just finished, I enjoyed that so much. I enjoyed doing those scenes so much that this next one has more of that because I was like, oh, this is really exciting when it's done for me when, it, you know, there's this an amazing thing that happens in those se- in those rooms, just, just in terms of the, the, the energy between me and the actors and, and what we're creating in the, all of those things. But, um, I'm personally feel proud that I've heard that those scenes feel authentic and that those mm-hmm. scenes feel, um, intimate and, and I'm proud of that because that was also something that was really important to me that you really feel that there's, you know, that this, that the, um, this physical intimacy between these characters is, is something that you can really see and feel and, and, Mm -hmm. and believe. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of different kinds of intimacy in the movie too. And what between, you know, there's a lot of really charged scenes that are either, you know, like really where people are really going there emotionally and also, I guess, in, in the sex scenes in, in its own way. What was the experience for you while you were making this? You know, I, I know it's kind of hard to talk about tone in a way that's like too heady or something, but as a director on set, watching these like incredible performers do it, like what was your experience of that? The sex scenes or just anything? Just, I mean, the fact that this movie, I think, maybe goes places that are more like overtly emotionally charged than other things you've done. Um, well, but in a way it, it wasn't. I mean, that like, like, um, I mean, Tammy Faye, you know, the eyes of Tammy Faye yeah. like, was, was like, it, I, I've read some people say like, this is my most dramatic movie, but it's re- I don't think of, of that at all. I actually think spoiler alert is very comedic yeah. and, and there's a lot of, um, there is a lot of non-comedic stuff in the movie, but that like at its heart, these are characters that are, are funny people and are looking for humor Mm -hmm. as a coping mechanism and looking for humor as a way of, um, expressing their whatever. So that's actually familiar for me. I can, uh, that's kind of easy for me almost. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say the eyes of Tammy Faye is the most, dramatic thing I've done where it's just a drama. Like there's, so I, I feel like that was an emotional ringer. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 
and watching Je Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield, who are both such intense, incredible, dramatic actors, that experience definitely helped me with this experience. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say, too, that just like we kind of had this very kind of um, – we were in the it, we were in the experience of 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 um, making this thing. We weren't thinking about um, the result or anything. We were. It was a really organic, creative environment, um, and it was a very safe environment, and it was a very um, inclusive environment. Michael Osiello was there mm -hmm. every day. Um, he, you know, and having him there was really you know, powerful to have him be there and to have him, you know, uh, as a resource and talking about it, but also seeing him and what, trying to kind of see what he was going through. And, um, so it was kind of a, like an intense experience. And so I think I just, you just kind of, I just tried to get kind of like go with, just let it go wherever it wanted to go and, and mm -hmm. let it, um, and so, um, I try to just kind of like, become get inside this sort of bubble where we're where we're just in the story mm -hmm. and and then start panicking about all of it later when we're done and we're editing it but in the moment it's just try to have a really positive creative environment where the actors feel safe and where they forget they're not worrying about the they're not thinking about like that we're over that we're not going to make our day or that, or that some, you know, that, that they're just completely getting lost in the in mm -hmm. characters. There's so many good performances in the movie. I mean, they're like a Sally field in particular there. It's interesting how much you don't know about his parents and how full those performances are and how much they're able to like give you a sort of context and like a life like Bill Irwin and her are both, I'm just sort of like there's there and then something I uh, Jim Parsons is always amazing and I feel like I'm more familiar with his work than Ben Aldridge but Ben Aldridge is so good in this and the way in which he handles and approaches dying I don't think I've ever seen exactly in a film before like there is a sort of you know, he's sort he's, he's approaching it in a way that I could relate to. I was like, as I was watching, I was like, I bet if I was dying, <laughs> I would be sort of like, just don't worry about it. Shut up. <laughs> you know, like there's some, there's like aspects of his like, um, closed offness about it that I feel like feels very human to me. What, what, like, what are you talking about? Um, I feel like he is sort of like Jim is the one who is crying. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. but like Ben is, is actually the one going through with yes. it. And so he's yeah. the one that's actually, yeah. um, the trauma of going through with it is probably a little more stoic. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're making me think of something else, which is kind of going back to what you said before, which is I, I really tried to, to take what the actors give me and, and like work with that. And I know that sounds like an obvious thing to say, but. I know have noticed that when I'll maybe be directing something where the, there is someone there that is is wanting me to give notes to the actor that if, if maybe I'm directing an episode of a TV show or working in television or, or even in a movie sometimes where it's like, could you get the actor to do it this way or they're doing it too much this way? I don't know why if maybe this is because I was an actor, I did act some acting at one point. I really feel like I want to take what the actor is giving me and then work with that. 
Um, and I, I'm, I'm saying that's like another part of answering your question about, about what was the experience is like, I try to, I try to lean in to whatever's happening with everything, with every part of it, because that, I guess maybe it, part of it is pragmatic. It's the path of least resistance. It's the least conflict that way, but it's also, there's something true about it. There's something about, you know, I don't want to push an actor away from what their instincts are telling them, unless it's just completely off base, you know, which is, is, isn't, is rare. Um, like the moments where that would happen would be sometimes there's some scenes in the movie where there's a very specific comedic, like, pacing or something that I'm trying to achieve. An example would be this, the coming out scene where, where the joke of that scene for me was like how awkward and, and sort of like uncomfortable it is. Mm -hmm. And all of the silences of that scene, there's this like painful awkwardness to it that I think the actors were like confused by. Mm -hmm. And so I had to kind of like act it out for them and, and, and just be like, you know, in that one instance had to just be like, uh, you know, I need you guys to just trust me that this is the only shot this scene has of working. Um, and, and, and then we did it a couple of times and they kind of clicked in and figured it out. But other than that, I, I really like to take what the actor is doing and just, and just try to understand what, what they're doing and, and then go, okay, I got it now. And let's, let's kind of go with that. And, um, so, you know, with Ben, it's like, he just came in and whatever he, and whatever he was doing, it was like, it was going to be right by virtue of the fact that he was cast as that character. Like once that, once they're cast, that's who it is. So who am I to tell you that that's not how your character would do that? Um, and so, um, unless something feels really wrong about it, I really try to like, um, I get excited about it. Actually. I get excited about leaning in that mm -hmm. way. Um, what was it like, Working with Sally Field for a second time. Was there something, was it cute? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, she's the best. She's, she's so immensely talented mm -hmm. and such a force of nature and such a, just also just such a great person and such a, so exciting to have her on set and to have her, to have her be a part of the team and the contributions that she makes and the depth that she brings to it. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's just for me, it's, it's, it's like deep, just a sort of a deep sense of, of like gratitude to have her be a part of it. And in this one, um, I had worked with her before and had a, had, had a really good experience with her on this movie. Hello, my name is Doris. And then David Marshall Grant, who's, wrote the screenplay, had worked with her on Brothers and Sisters, this TV show mm. that she did for five years. And so he and I together had this, had had this good relationship with her. And so um, from day one, we always were like, this character has to be played by Sally Field. And then Bill, Bill Irwin, I had worked with on The Dropout, but also had been, had been a fan of his just forever. And, um, and I had this epiphany that he would be perfect to play her husband. And then it turns out they had played a husband in Sally Field and Bill Irwin. They all have. Everyone in that age range has already yeah. played each other's husbands and wives yeah, like they 20 had, times. <laughs> exactly. They had played a husband and wife on in a play, mm -hmm. I think in an Edward Albee play. 
in, I don't know, the eighties or something. And so they knew each other and, um, and with both of them, I mean, it's just, that's what I, you know, you just get these people that just bring this unbelievable, like depth of, of Bill Irwin. I love watching his performance because so much of what he does in the movie is nonverbal. Yeah. It's just these gestures that he makes, these facial expressions. Um, and he's so funny, but he, there's also so much like kind of sadness in the work that mm -hmm. he does. And, and, um, so I feel really lucky that we had them in the film. I know there, I mean, it's, it's, it, you know, that there's something about those characters in particular that I was like really drawn to because you don't really know who they vote for. You don't really know, like, you know, the, you don't really know because it would be a disservice to like what matters about the story to get too specific, I think. So it's, they're better served as sort of archetypes, mm -hmm. you know, as parents, but they bring so much. It's it's just they really bring a fullness to it. Yeah, and that's exactly those are the conversations we had. Literally, yeah. that it's not about just what you said. I think about um, "Hello, My Name Is Doris," and I think about "Eyes of Tammy Faye." And I think about this movie, and there is like a you know classic conversation about the thinking of this movie about like you know directors and like gay movies and if a gay director should be should this have been a gay director or whatever and you know i think about like some of my favorite like robin williams in the birdcage i think is like and one of the best performances of all time and i'm like ah, spiritually he's gay you know like i'm just like that, that's enough for me like i as long as i feel like in some the je ne sais quoi is there of like whatever it is that is spiritually aligned with the point of what you're making and i mean there's something about you for as much of like a boy with a capital b as i think you are you also are really like keyed into like a world of like women and gay men and like i i don't know why that is but i feel like there's something about you in terms of like your imagination space that just feels like that is sort of where your brain goes sometimes. I don't even know if that resonates for you, but I, that, when I, I mean, think about you, you're, it's either like, like a wet hot, like, like you're being like a crazy, you know, like <laughs> you're in like prosthetics and, it, and it, there's something kind of boy about it. Or it's like eyes of Tammy Faye and it's like, and and you're getting into like, you know, no, it gets gayer. <laughs> I know. No, I don't know. I don't know. I have no explanation for it. Mm -hmm. Um uh and and it's a valid it's valid to question if 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 I know you're not I know you're 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 not saying that's not your point, but yeah, it's valid to say it's very valid to question if if you know, should should a gay director should it be a gay director and 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 you know, I would, I wouldn't, I would not enter into the debate. I would just say, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 um, I think it's just more, for me, it's more interesting to see what you're attracted to, you know, as a director. And I think, and I think for me, it's, 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 I am, what I like are characters who are, um, who are somehow not being seen fully. Mm-hmm. And, and I, like, if I think about a through line between Doris and, and, and the eyes of Tammy Faye and some, and these characters and, and really every, everything I've done, there's a, there's a, a character in the middle of it who's not, who's, who's got, uh, who's, there's a part of them that they, that isn't being seen the right way or mm -hmm. that they are striving, who, 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 that they want. They're real that they want their authentic self to be to be seen. 
and and is and is somewhat misunderstood or is somewhat or maybe it's that they are their own worst enemy but whatever it is it's a it's a character who's it's 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 a sort of a celebration of the things about that character that are messed up or flawed or different or um you know outside the box that in the story that character learns that those are the things about them that are the best things about mm-hmm. this in in the story that character learns to embrace those things about themselves mm-hmm. and that can so that can come in many different in many different guises and and the the like hero the 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 straight male hero character I love watching those movies, but for whatever reason, as a director who needs to get really connected to the characters, mm-hmm. I don't connect to that character as well. I don't, I yeah. don't, I don't relate. And so there's things about Michael and Kit that I really relate to that aren't about them being gay, mm-hmm. but that I can relate to a lot of the insecurity, or I can relate to the, to the, to the, you know the desire for connection, the, 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 like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things about that I really do relate to and, and that are compelling to me. And is that, do you, do you feel like the plight of <laughs> the plight of like needing to be seen and like the, the, the journey of what it means to be seen and to discover, you know, who you really are in the process? Is that something you feel in your own life? Like, is that, is that, is that a shape, totally. life shape that you feel? hundred percent. A hundred percent. My journey is one is definitely been one of like, you know, yeah, like like sort of self acceptance or or self discovery or whatever. And I think too, like um, that. I also maybe want to believe that in some ways there's these things that are make us all the same. Mm-hmm. So so there's that too, where I I don't. It's not like I think like we're all the same. You know, get get gay people and straight people we're like all the same because obviously I wouldn't I wouldn't know but but I do feel like there are some core things that are really the same mm-hmm. and that's but that's also just what came from the book that's just also what I saw in the that's me as a straight person reading that book and relating to it mm-hmm. and and feeling like this is even though uh, this isn't my my experience there's so much here on a universal sense that is my experience that makes me feel like I could tell this story mm-hmm. faithfully yeah well, I feel like you did. Thanks. And I loved the movie. And um, congrats on your nomination. <laughs> what nomination? I don't know. I feel like you will be. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Thank you, Charles. Thank you. And, and uh, I'm very grateful that you agreed to do this because you're someone who's, whose uh, opinion I really care about. And, uh, and, um, and who I, and I've, and, who has had a big influence on me in that journey, like our getting to know you and and the work that both we've done together creatively, but also just as a friend, like you've changed me in a lot of ways. That's amazing. Well, the same to you. And um, if you want to know what Michael's talking about, I picked him up from (laughs) jail a year ago today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love you. I love you you. too. Thanks, Charles. (laughs) All right. Thank Thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another DGA Q&A. The Director's Cut is available wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share, subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear your feedback, and you can help fellow film buffs find the show. 
Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by the Directors Guild of America. 